Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Beautiful, sunny Melbourne day. Julian DeStoop with you. Uh, plenty of footy as in Australian rules footy, uh, in the first hour. Going to cover plenty of bases in the second hour. Max Rutchison's just about to join us to talk the world game. Pete Lawler to talk some cricket. And John McMullen from the States. He covers the Philadelphia Eagles uh, very closely. Of course, we're going to watch them very closely with two Australians uh, on their roster. Just before we get to Max, a quick apology. Hawthorne didn't finish last 2004. They finished second last. Of course, they got uh, Jared Ruffhead, pick two. Uh, in that draft. Uh, Richmond finished bottom 2004. Now, Max Rudston, he was back home for the World Cup watching England. He's returned to Australia. And as I welcome you, Max, uh, I believe there's a bit of car trouble. Well, before we get to the car trouble, I'd just like to say I want to be no part of of the Hawthorne disgrace of 2004 <laughs> and to not know that they didn't finish bottom. I mean, we all know that. Everyone, I, yeah, no, I was at school growing up. It's a sackable offence, isn't it? Even it? Happened, even before it even happened, we knew that. Absolute disgrace. <laughs> it's not, you've let the whole of SEN down. And, you know, in that sense, you've let the whole of Melbourne down. So, you know, there's a lot to worry about. But, yeah, I've had my Subaru, Nick. Registration number APS514. <laughs> Uh, last seen at Ham- uh, what is it? Hampton Park McDonald's at half three in the morning and three forty-five. They went back to some more McDonald's, and I really like it. So I don't know how many car thieves listen to SEN, <laughs> but, but like if if you have stolen it, I really like it. Like I, you know, we should all drive less, but they're phenomenally practical things cars, just generally for life. So. Um, yeah, I'd really like it back, if that's okay. Uh, it's a broad church, our audience, so you, ne- you never know. Uh, so how long has it been yeah. missing? Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been about four, four days now. The cops said it's normally kids. It didn't sound like a, you know, it didn't sound like an elite car because he went straight to McDonald's with my credit card and then just went, then just went on iTunes for about two hours. <laughs> so it's like burgers and music. That's not what, you know, if he's... If he's just, you know, that, that's not a sensible idea. I don't think he was thinking it through. And he probably didn't know it was, you know, had he known it was, you know, vanilla, deadlift broadcaster me, maybe he would have thought twice about stealing the car. He kept the baby seat, so maybe he has a small child. And all in all, better that he took the car keys and not the baby. I'd be more stressed about that. Yeah, no, I think that would be slightly uh, more stressful. Now, we're all engrossed in the World Cup, Max. You were back in England for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No great surprises. Uh, a penalty was pretty costly for, or a missed penalty was pretty costly for England. What was the reaction? Are we well, going there? Are we? Well, yeah, we haven't spoken to you since. Hey, I don't want to do it. I'm a Spurs uh, man. I was devastated for Harry Kane. Yeah, I was so sad for him. Actually, I was, I was, I was um, out with the, the, you know, the Stan Champions League lot last night, and Bozza was saying, you know, he shouldn't have taken a second penalty, which I completely disagree. You know, hindsight's a wonderful mm. thing, right? You know, we build the narrative in whatever sport you follow you know, the result does determine everything. So clearly he shouldn't have taken the penalty like that. I think that we can all agree on. But 
you know, if he doesn't pay the penalty and someone else does, and they miss. Oh, can you imagine the reaction to that one? Harry Kane, the bottler, Gareth Southgate's an idiot, all this stuff. Listen, we played well against France. It's hard to win a major tournament. You know, that's, that's the nature of it. We're not very good at doing it. And so I'm sort of at peace. I'm at peace. I've sort of learned to realise that it doesn't matter. You know, it will all be okay, whatever happens. And, you know, we, uh, we didn't get through again in a sort of final of the World Cup. I suspect it will happen again and again and again and again. And the world keeps spinning. Yeah, this is a this is a good young England team, though. There's there's more opportunities for yeah, this squad. Really yeah, I agree. Yeah, look, there's so much talent there. I'm pleased Southgate's staying on. I think he's earned the right to do that. He is, you know, our second most successful manager ever. And when you say things like that, there's lots of. I mean, maybe social media you just shouldn't look at it ever. But lots of people saying, "Oh, that is a loser's mentality." That, that's not the England that I know. And you go, "Well, hang on, what England do you know?" Like, <laughs> Apart from one, we've lost in every single tournament we've entered. That's, that's precisely what, you know, that's what we do. Like, uh, So I find that whole kind of winner, that sort of alpha winner all cost. It's probably why, you know, it's probably why yeah, I'm, you know, I'm quite happy with my life. But do you know what I mean? Like, I just find that whole, you know, like, seize everything, got to win everything. I find that quite frustrating. I know that's probably why I'm not an elite sports person, right? Because you need to have that mindset and I don't have it, but It'll all be okay. You know, if your team, if your Hawthorne in 2004, it's okay. They're probably not bottom now. Has the season started? I should know these things. No, not yet. They might be bottom this year, but they're not yet. They might be bottom. So I believe in, I think Hawthorne have got what it takes, you know, but but (laughs) it happens. You lose football matches and then you have them next time. It's all okay. We're talking to Max Rudston from Stan Sport. Max, just in the AFL here, we have our trade period and we have our deadline day and everyone's frantically checking social media for you know last-minute deals going through. It's just happened yeah. uh, over in England and over in Europe with the transfer window. Chelsea, mid-table team, just spending £105 million on Enzo Fernandez. Just take us through what the last 24, 48 hours are like in a, in a, tra- a January transfer win- wow. window over in yeah. England. I mean- it's funny. I mean, some people, like Fabrizio Romano is the most famous, right? His whole career is built on transfers, right? Chancey Martin actually prefers transfers to the sport. A lot of people like that are here. It's the same, I reckon. Yeah, and, and I suppose, you know, a new signing, a new shiny thing is exciting. And actually what you need to remember is it doesn't really necessarily mean you'll be better, right? You, you have to coach your players. They have to learn the system. And also, players that you already own can improve. They can get better and worse. We sort of have a very binary view of people we see them once we decide how good they are and then that's it but it, so i mean i've done radio shows during the transfer window where literally nothing has happened and bosses are like really big up the transfer window and you're like <laughs> graham dorans has gone on loan to norwich that's the only thing and i've got three hours to go on and on about that but look, it has been quite an interesting one this time enzo fernandez this is a fascinating thing about the world cup it happens a lot right he was bought for what nine million mm-hmm. i think a couple of years ago he scored one club goal he had a really good World Cup. He's clearly a brilliant player, but a world record transfer fee? I mean, it's sort of, it's very hard to know. It's only over time can you say that's money well spent or not well spent. Chelsea have spent an inordinate amount of money and since Todd Bowley took over. I mean, so much money. And, and they sort of do these contracts over numbers of years now. And uh, it's really hard to sort of understand how they, they I mean, it's fine through financial fair play, which is a tedious thing that we don't have to worry about. But, they have spent a huge amount of money. How Graham Potter fits all these players and keeps all these players happy, very, very hard to know. There's other interesting stuff. I think Spurs have been quite interesting. This Pedro Porro is an yep. attacking right wing back. 
Um, you're a Spurs fan. I think that is over the line. I believe it, it is. It is. Yeah, that's been um, done. That's been done. And they've let Matt Doherty go to Atletico Madrid. And then you see Hector Bellerin goes to Sporting to cover that. So it's a sort of domino rally of footballers all going everywhere. And Jorginho is interesting. That's a good signing, isn't it? Arsenal. That's a good signing for I Arsenal. Think, I, I think it really is a good signing because he's, look, he's won trophies. He's a very, very classy footballer. He probably won't play every minute. He might not play that much. It's a nice move for him. He could win the league title after in such a great position. He's got real experience. I think Arteta's done an, he's done a fantastic job there. Uh, like hugely impressive. And I think I think Arsenal wanted Moses Casado. He's a bit more exciting because he's younger and he's new and he's fresh. But Brighton wanted sixty million for him, and he's clearly a wonderful player. But Brighton players have gone on and been successful at Brighton. Tuchel at Chelsea, Basuma at Tottenham. Yep. Sorry, through the tram. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily dictate that they're going to be good where they go later. So I think actually Jorginho is a smarter signing than Cotelo right now. Um, it, it, it's loosely covered. That midfield of Party and Odegaard is just absolute, and Jackie is brilliant at the moment. But I think it's a really smart signing. I think they've had a. I think that is very good for their their transfer window. Can you please tell me, Max, that Arsenal will get the wobbles and won't win the title? Please. <laughs> I mean, I I really. What they've done is amazing, right? Mm, the the points they have is sensational. The football they're playing is brilliant. Um, and uh, I I don't know how I feel about it. Like Tottenham are my... I'm a Cambridge United fan, but Tottenham are kind of my big team who win things or, or don't. No, they win. don't. I don't, have like a, I don't have a hatred of Arsenal, right? I, don't, I actually think it's quite refreshing for the league that it's someone else and, and they're pushing Manchester City who aren't playing brilliantly. Cancelo leaving City is fascinating to Bayern as well. That's really interesting move. Um, I think... Look, it feels like it's Arsenal's to lose now. They've got these two games against Manchester City in the league, and that will pretty much define it. But the way they're playing, if they stay injury-free, it's hard to see them dropping that many points. They've got a really interesting game against Everton at the weekend. Everton are really struggling near the foot of the table. They brought in Sean Dyche to knock it long and play some proper yeah. hard football, which I think is actually quite a good appointment for Everton, because it'd be extraordinary if they got relegated with the squad they have. So... I don't know. I keep thinking they'll drop some points. The same with Newcastle, who, who won the Carabao Cup semi-final tonight yeah. and are through to Wembley. I keep thinking they'll fall off the cliff, but they haven't. So I'm just waiting. I'll wait and see. But I think Arsenal, I, I think it'll probably be good for the league if Arsenal won it, although my Tottenham hat feels a little sad about that. Mm, yeah, so they've got to play City twice on the run home. So that's uh, that. Yeah. those games will be massive. Just about Liverpool. Obviously, uh, Champions League returns. You can see it all on Stan Sport. Uh, mid-table, so it's foreign territory for Jurgen Klopp out of the League Cup, out of the FA Cup, and they play Real Madrid in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Is the pressure starting to really build on Jurgen Klopp or has he got enough runs on the board that he can afford a relatively poor season? How do you see that playing out at Liverpool? It's a really good question. I mean, I think he's earned the grace, if it was me. Clearly, people have looked at how long he spent at Mainz and at Dortmund. It's always seven years, and then it's the seven year it's with Jurgen Klopp. Um, they have really fallen off a cliff. Like it's fascinating what's happened with them. Considering last year they were they were in the run to win all four trophies. You know they came out of the FA Cup and the League Cup, probably not the two they wanted, but you know they were so close in the league. They were so close in the Champions League, and um, it's really interesting. But the, 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 you know their squad is sort of aging. They've got they kind of got lots of old players and lots of very young players, like pensioners and children, and no kind of adults in their team, if that makes sense. So they're sort of missing 25, 26-year-olds. Yep. They haven't really strengthened their midfield. Interestingly, they haven't done a lot in this window either. Um, but, you know, and, and they're really easy to get through. Like, they're just not 
I think if you talk to tactical experts, much know much more than me, is when you play that kind of football and that kind of real pressing football, if, if one of your players is kind of 5% mm. off, it affects every single part of that setup. And so that's how the drop-off can be so stark for a team like that and say a team like Manchester City if it happens, as opposed to another team who have a bit less sort of tactically set up or set up in a way where it's like, they spurs, right? They sit deep and then it's like, your attack is going to be good. But it's not, it's not as meticulous in its planning. It'd be really interesting to see how easy they are to open up. That said, look, they could win the Champions League. It'd be unlikely, and Real Madrid are clearly favourites for that game now, considering where Liverpool are. But you can't write them off. They've got such a good record in that competition. And the, and the beauty of the Champions League, which you can get on Stan, stan.com.au, is it's a cup competition, right? So, so anybody who is still in it can win it. And, and it will be fascinating to see how it all goes when it kicks off in a couple of weeks. Yeah, got some great round of 16 ties. PSG versus Bayern, AC Milan versus Spurs and Liverpool v Real Madrid amongst them. Max, great to catch up. Good luck in the hunt That's for the friend. car. And uh, oh, yeah. we'll look for it. 514. Somebody <laughs> find it. I'm sure it'll bob up eventually. Uh, thanks for your time, Max. Cheers. Watch every match of the UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, and UEFA Europa Conference League on Stan Sport returns for the round of 16 on Feb 15 with all the action streaming ad free, live, and on demand. To start your seven day trial, visit stan.com.au forward slash football.